Yes, yes, hot intros and hot mouse and weens. Intros and outros. Hmm? Our intros and outros are hot. Yes, all of it. Hot. Hot hot stuff. Hot mics. (laughs) I have a sock, I have a high-tech sock over my uh, recording device, which is actually just my phone. And uh, um, the sock is just a sock? Yeah, just a lost pink sock. My daughter's, I have a whole pile of lost socks in the laundry room. There's like a hundred of them. I don't know where the other ones go. It is really strange. Although my dog eats some of them. I remember a very funny, funny poetry about the laundry that ate ate a sock. (laughs) When I was a kid, it was like the laundry or the dryer ate my sock. It was like one of those back in the second grade. It's very funny. That's a good one. <laughs> well, I will tell you that um, we find a lot of socks in my dog's poop. Like perfectly poop-shaped socks come out. Often with Anna and Elsa on them. And really? I've actually tried to retrieve one. I stuck it in a bucket of OxyClean thinking that I could salvage it. Because they were cute new socks, and he swallowed them, went right through his tract, and pooped it out. <laughs> and um, I washed it. It came out with holes in it, so it was like stomach acid. Oh, God. Ate really? holes into the sock. Yeah, so I threw it out. Yeah, I don't know why probably... I even tried saving it. It was just a sock. You and Mom are the same way. You're really good at trying, like, I remember seeing a bunch of plastic <laughs> bags that were all Recycled. washed and folded. In, which is actually really... Good. Thank you. And yes, you guys were ahead doing of my that time. Before it was cool to do it, but That's I think right. you're more is uh, environmentally is more money, right? Am I wrong? What? Not as much the environment, but more about saving a dime, right? Sister? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. for me, it's more of a hassle to go out and buy new socks. I just don't like hassles. I'm lazy. Oh. I'm a lazy. Then mom. I, I'm sorry. I accuse you of being cheap. No, I'm, and I'm cheap, and I like to call it frugal. I don't like to waste money, and um, yeah, just kind of sick in the head. I like to see if I can fix a dog poop into a sock again. Uh, the time oh, spent on that, it would yes. I would go out and buy a new sock, but that's just right? me. I'm a weed on the move. <laughs> You're a mouse in the house. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're way more on the move than I am. No, not like. really. But my move is within my little 10-mile bubble, my 10-mile radius. I think they said, they said, there's a panel of they that (laughs) resides in the sky. And they They. said that, yeah, if you can do everything in a 10-mile radius, then you have a happier life. That's right. That's me. I'm happy in my bubble. You have said you're pretty happy with your life. It's a good little gig I got going on, must say. Allow me to retort about my life. Sucks! (laughs) But I do dream of the day when I can gallivant with weens around the hot spots of California. Gallivanting with a wiener around hot spots. (laughs) (laughs) Always wanted it. It's exciting. Gallivant. Um, Where are you now? I like getting your updates. Oh, jeez. I'm in the same taco parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Off of Sherman Way in North Hollywood. There's a. We've just managed to remove a fake facade off of 
was called, uh, I can't say the name until the episode's out, so I won't do that, but... Uh, yes. Wait, isn't a fake facade kind of a double entendre? Yeah, f- fake, fake, yeah. It's like saying Basically an ATM saying. machine, <laughs> right? Don't you hate that? ATM machine. Automatic yeah, transfer a- machine machine. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Don't say machine, anybody. How All was right. your morning? Um, Great. Got up early, did some tweeting and such, so I'm on the social media for this thing that we're doing Are you here. learning a lot? I don't know anything. This okay, you know what I, I've learned? Age. Yeah. I've learned that there are some things called analytics, and you click on them to see how many hot hits you've gotten and how many followers <laughs> you have, how many morning. likes, click-throughs, etc., shares. Guess how many we have. Let's not, is it worse to say it? Because then we're going to sound really lame and then people are going to be like, ew, I don't want to be the first person. (laughs) Or should we say it and be like... I'll keep it vague, but I will just say that it made me laugh. So take that as you will. Hot. It was a hot news morning. Let's just put it that way. Should we blow the dust off of the reviews as well as my vagina? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You just sent me a photo of you wearing a fanny pack that looks like a (laughs) big, fat stomach. It's like a picture of a fat... And it was so great. It looked real. just looks like a big old stomach hanging out of your... Under your shirt. It's my beer gut. Yeah. You gotta show that. All right. I'll post it. Today is my housekeeping day, my house cleaning day. And um, I'm rocking the yoga pants with a hole in them. Probably have, no, I had my orthotic shoes on and my big hoodie sweatshirt and I wanted to carry my phone around so I can listen to my other podcast that I like. And um, Which one is that? Let's give a shout out to it. Okay. What do I listen to? I listen to Open Wider, which is a health comedy show. So they answer health questions. A doctor does and a comedian pipes in every once in a while and it's cute. That one's good. Um, what else do I listen to? Um, the slumber party with Allie and Georgia, which I think Georgia went on to do my favorite murder. Mm. And I know that's a hot one, but I'm not into true crime stuff. Are you? Do you like all these true crime things? Just what, like John Wayne Gacy, like pulling up the serial killers and stuff or what? Yeah, there's just, well, serial, right? That's a huge podcast. I think that kind of started the whole I listened to it. It was tedious to me. It was just tiny details that made... It felt like lost, and everyone... A lot of people might not like me for that, but... (laughs) They give you, like, a tiny kernel to hang on to the next one, but it feels like you just spent an hour... Right. You know. Kind of like our hour podcast. (laughs) Like, where are we going with this conversation? (laughs) Well, then I guess it's going to be a super hit. Them. Yeah, we yeah. could be the next serial. Watch out, I think uh, the minutia here is great because at least we're not trying to tell you that it's going to be... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk right now. Go ahead. Oh, my God. You're so funny. No, uh, so podcasts. So Allie and Georgia Slumber Party and um, there's another one I just found. Do You Want to Ride? That one's kind of cute. I just like funny light... You know, go figure. Kind Did of you stuff. get in a mark? I won't say that. There's um. Yeah, WTF Mark Mark Marin is that his name? Yeah, I've listened to a couple of his, which are cool when I'm in the mood for like an interview mm-hmm. style. 
But my thing with podcasts is there's so much of um, interviewing, telling you how to fix yourself, yeah. telling you how to be better, how to get smarter. I say get stupider I mean, and fart more because so <laughs> many people right. are repressed. I know. I just there's a need for just inane banter. So here you go, folks. I know my this is my us. snooty friend from New York is over at my house. She's been staying there for a couple of weeks, and uh, she listened to me editing, and she was like, her <laughs> nose turned up, and then she was like, <laughs> and I go, do you want to hear more? She said, no. And I said, you don't like Can- this, do you? I said. I don't understand why people would live that But they're very, like, collegiate. Like, her grandfather taught at Stony Brook in New York, and they're all professors at Brown and all this stuff. So, But, you know, we could be smart, too, if you want to talk about some fucking um, predicate nouns or something. What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> Subjugated verbs and, like, there you climate go. change. See? Let's do it. I, don't, I could talk about yeah. it. We can hang with those people. We are it's those people. Boring. It's boring. I'm sorry. Boring. We already went through school. We can turn on educated stuff when we want to, but let's just have fun. I just want to listen to fun stuff when I walk around. Do you, audience? Do you like laughing and listening to fart noises? Because I do. I think we all need to let our inner farts out. Yeah, toilet twink out. Let's do it. Yeah. So, have you been watching the news lately? So let's get let's get intellectual. I do want to get intellectual, um, not on an intellectual level, but just to say that I'm so burnt out on the news and everything that I just have not been really getting in there. I haven't been yeah. Trump talking. I haven't really. I know. I get I get these you know experts. hot button issues like when we had the whole Trump shithole comment. Yeah. That really got me. That. Mm, inspired me to write a big old post and put it out publicly and hope that people like retweet it and share it and this and that and then I went quiet again because I can't spend so much energy on negative stuff it's just like I only have so much mental space and I'd rather be happy that's why I don't watch the news at night I don't want my kids to watch the news at night it's all just fear and scare tactics and they just want you to buy their product and watch more news they really Sorry, you're on a roll. That's it. No, I read a book called If It Bleeds, It Leads, and it was right around the time, because I was writing a screenplay where it was about a newscaster, so I started researching how newscasters' lives are, but they actually Mm -hmm. created a formula back when they did the 24-hour news cycle, and actually it might have been a little Mm -hmm. bit before, but there was a time, you know, Ted Turner created the 24-hour news. Then they so had to all those fill CNN it. channels and stuff like they just that. They fill it with shit for 20, and that's where, like, yeah. I guess OJ's chase, and that was the first time it was a real, like, moment to moment thing. And they had to just find these things, like, that is the orgasmic gold, is when there's something that's happening that you can follow that just sucks right. up, you know, any major shooting. Any, but um, that, there also was a book of a formula. If it bleeds, it leads, and they created mm-hmm. this idea that if you start with something kind of gory, then it hooks people. Then you give mm-hmm. a crazier gory with actual violence, then that really gets them, and then you're about to lose them because they're about to turn the channel, and then you throw in the baby panda at the zoo, and they go, ah, oh. um. and then they go to commercials, so and now they're nice and happy, but then they come back, and then you start doing the blood again, and like there's a whole Crazy. way of keeping them at what certain minute you lose them, and what, you know. 
Yeah, I figured there must be something out there like that. So there you go. Yeah. Wow. Formula. I we're yeah, being manipulated. I totally, right? By the media. I know. Turn off your TVs, guys. I'm I'm getting my news from Twitter, <laughs> which is equally horrible. And it's super slanted because I only want to follow people whose opinions I agree yeah, with. Sure. But um, it makes me feel better that I'm not alone in my um, just hatred of our political landscape these days. So in conspiracy that's where things. I get it from. And yeah, I just kind of tune in, see what I want to see, like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, 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 what he said. And then I go to sleep. <laughs> That's that's my news for the day. But we did try to watch the State of the Union address oh, the other night. <clears throat> it's just dumb. It was just dumb. It's just so red and blue, you know, the whole room. There's half the room standing up clapping for everything he says, and the other half sitting there with scowls on their what faces. What I don't understand so it's just, is why we take it so seriously when it's such a show. It's just a... It is. A, it it's really just, is a figurehead puppet talk, and... It yeah. means nothing, what he says. He's not going right. to be, like, it doesn't mean any, it's, right. it's even, and I hate to say, but even Obama, people are going to get mad at me too, but they're, we're, I'm going to pull out the troops from Afghanistan, and that's my platform, and that's, and everybody goes, yay, and then he put yeah. in more troops to Afghanistan than any other, you know. Right. I know. Vote for the guy that gives the least promises, because nothing's going to happen <laughs> anyway. You know? And you know, Obama's and, obviously much better and did a lot of good things but yeah at the same time you have to take everything with a grain of salt but they also have yeah, they're to politicians it's just a big blowhard game and it's like everybody's getting clogged up in congress and nothing can get through and like my it's bro. just ridiculous I would. <laughs> yes no i'm let's get off the political talk i just you know he's a big clown and I am just holding my breath till the next presidential cycle and hope that somebody that actually cares about other people gets back in our office. I was a cater waiter Period. at his uh, Trump Tower in New York in 1996, yeah. I believe. And he came into the kitchen when we were preparing our tuna tartare. I like to work <laughs> that like his tuna tartare. It's come up a few times. I just remember. Was B. Arthur there? <laughs> B. Yeah, Arthur. Um, yeah, so Trump came in and said, Hey guys, I just want to let you know that you're doing a great job. Uh, continue. We're going to have a great party tonight. And everybody was... He sounds a lot like Don Johnson. <laughs> Every creepy guy has this... All right. I knew you'd come around. Like, <laughs> like the guy in... Uh, and Ferris Bueller, who took the car out, no problem. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, they all talk like that. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Throwback. Yes, I love it. Yeah. But like that the greasy guy. He was in the, a lot of Molester voice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. And right, he had so dandies. I kitchen. followed Trump out of the kitchen and with my little tray of tuna tartare. And he had a lot of dandruff on his jacket. Done. Uh, End of story. All I remember. Did he have his quaff? His same big old quaff? Oh, yeah. Quaff? The quaff was highly visible. Up close and personal. Nice. So the quaff is yeah. not holding the flakes. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Eesh. Wow. Gross. Very was the judgy. light shining through it? I just imagine. He just looks like a big, gross cheese puff with like a 
little Sour fried face. onions on top. Just <laughs> gross. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm a little bit hungry. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Let's talk about food. Okay. This morning, well, I've been conscious of the weight after, you know, I'm getting a little paunch. <laughs> John and Punch. And uh, <laughs> I'm top and the punch is below. Yeah, um, it's getting a little bit. So I just decided I had spinach and refried beans from the catering line back at the stage no. down the street. That's going to be good. Do you need to take Beano? We know you. Um, Excuse me, let's just give me some, like, you know, I'm single. Let's not go there. All right, right all right, all right, all right, all right. She's hot, kids, all, all those um, 27-year-olds out there, if you're a musician and you're not dead. She is hot to trot and not paunchy, nor does she eat beans. Nothing. Okay. All right, right, so so spinach and beans. I'm always putting my rolled up windows in this car. That's where I do have these things. And I start like choking and feel like I'm having a panic attack. And then I wonder, I'm like, oh, it's because I've had no air. I've been sucking up my own oxygen. Why don't you just leave the windows down? Well, now I will. Yeah, so it's not idea. as... Because you hear your, your keys jingle, and you hear the car turn on, and you hear the window go down, which is a lot more distracting than if there was, like, constant background noise. Oh, well, there's so just, just... These two guys are... You can hear them. They're putting up a sign onto stucco right now. Oh, um, that's all right. So did you have any dreams last night? Let's talk about dreams. Do you analyze them? Do no. they mean anything? What do dreams mean? Oh, my God. No, I don't know. I did not have any dreams. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking? Jeez. Just kidding. Uh, I had one the other night. My dreams are always like I lose my kids or I've forgotten them on top of the car or, you know, I just lose all responsibility and then realize it 12 hours later. Like, oh, yeah, shoot, I'm a mom. That's my, I guess, underlying stress is that I'm going to fail my children. So that's mine. How about that? Jeez. Mine are all weird, un, uh, unsolved mysteries, unprocessed, <laughs> like relationship issues or dynamics that work with personality dynamics. Yeah. But like, you know, and I broke up in a really stupid way after being together for 10 years or something in total. Wow. And then it, was it 10? I thought it was 8. It might. I... I have to do the math. We dated for a while. He would go on tours, so we wouldn't see. So I don't know what the technical entry mm-hmm. and outry point is. Can we tell our huge audience about him? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk bad and get him, but I. No. But, you know, he's a musician that is. Handles, and he's a guitarist, and he's a nice guy. There you go. So, why did you guys break up? Because he was a dick! <laughs> Here's the real story. Blah, 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 blah. No. Um, no, it's complicated. Let me tell you, though. Can I just tell you something real fast? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Every time. That was right in the spell. Okay, now I am going to roll down the This is disgusting. Can you just yell out free holes after you do that each time? <laughs> Funny because all the, the window the down, back of the restaurant. maybe the guys will wave at you. Frijoles, this yeah. Is the Mexican restaurant that's got his back windows open. I can see them cooking frijoles in there right now. See, they would just see? go out the window and go, "Hey, yes." <laughs> that's all that would happen. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so, so that was a long relationship. It's just very, it just ended in a strange way where. You don't have closure. I don't have closure. But then, mm-hmm. like, I have this guy, Mark Madsen. What the fuck is his name? But it's a really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a guy that has a relationship stuff. I like, remember I sent you that thing? Oh. What is it? It's here on my yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about a new guy you're no. dating. I'm like, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so it's like a self-helpy thing, right? Like a book Mark, or No, he's just got a really good blog. Mark Mads, yeah, oh. Manson, M-A-N-S-O-N. So markmanson.net, okay. I think. And he's a he wrote the book, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. And he has a really right. good blog, and a lot of times, you know, he's just like a deep thinker. Here I go, moving my car again. I don't know where to go, except we'll go backwards. There's a big steak bed truck coming in. Steak bed, copy. <laughs> and... <laughs> um okay so i think that's all good oh, I might be done. okay sorry so focus i was dating a guy <laughs> what the art of not giving a fuck is a book by Mark <laughs> <laughs> so, the inner workings of weens the weens brain fire and oh free holes. um <laughs> <laughs> so the, anyway so yeah this guy has a good go check out his blog he talks about he's just kind of insightful and cool and has a lot of relationships work that he did for years so he does a lot of fun very grounded blogs about that and cool. what was my point Relati- oh that you don't give a fuck about anymore well it's to you don't have to have closure with people like you need to figure out how to move on you don't have to tie mm-hmm. up all your nice little bows and make people like you and but for me it's the weirdest thing is to have spent so much time with someone and to not be able to talk to them or have any kind of like let's shake hands and say like we had right. a nice run or whatever this is the ghosting phenomenon right this is what all the kids are doing these days they just stop talking like just end it without any explanation see and... i don't like that at all i don't, I don't like that concept i think it's childish and awful fit our brain yeah. at the same time it's like a guy Dying from a heart attack versus, yeah. you know, being sick and you get to say your goodbyes. And Which is like our dad. Hard. You know, I thought what was more tragic, I talked to my friend Jen about this, whose dad died of a heart attack suddenly. And mm. it was tragic, but she goes, you know, in some ways I didn't have to see him suffer. And with our dad, he right. went from 250 pounds with kidney cancer or 260 down to 85 pounds when he died. And yeah. I used to have yeah. nightmares about his skeletal right. frame for years. Yeah. But flip side of that, we got to say goodbye. You, time yeah, we that. got to say goodbye, and you got to kind of repair a relationship with him, right? Because you guys were kind of at the height of teen angst when you left and went to New York and yeah. acting school, and kind of butt heads with him back at home. Yeah. But then you came back when he was sick, and were able to yeah, like I stayed with him back in the up that relationship. For, he was like, yeah nine months is how long from diagnosis till his death, but then I spent a good, yeah. I don't know, month or two in the hospital with him towards it, like, hospice. You were his main caregiver. You and our uncle were the constants that he was able to rely on. And, yeah, you got really close with him. And It was weird that it was hard to... because he was so much on the morphine and the dress, so his brain wasn't there very often, so it wasn't like right. a real... And I would try to come in with books on nature and bring in John Denver music and try to make it a pleasant environment. But I don't know how much really was. It yeah. was really hard that he, he wouldn't have lucidity. I just remember one time, like the only time is 
he had diarrhea. I had to get him from the bed into the... Because mm-hmm. they would give him, what do they call that, incontinent pills, suppositories? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had hemorrhoids pretty bad, right? Like, kind of, not bed sores, but... Well, that, just, but I think it was all, all those medication. drugs just clog you up, so they force... It's a yeah. big deal. <laughs> this is really sad. Okay, I should finish this part, but... <laughs> the sad part is Dad, you know, I had to, like... This is the thing that pissed me off the most in the hospital. And I'm really, really mm. still mad at this. And I think it's, I, you know, I get very incensed. Is that yeah. this person was hooked up to all these IVs all night and in the bed. And he would have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And nobody would be there to help. And he was on morphine and tons of whatever. Right. Dilaudid or whatever drugs they give you. And was trying to stand up, get out of his bed. That's what happened, and I happened to be there. If I weren't there, yeah. he would have done this, getting out, ripping things out of his arm, his IV thing right. knocked over, he didn't know where he was, and he's trying to go to the bathroom, and he almost Ugh. fell because he has barely any strength, and I had to grab him, grab the IV thing, hold him up, and he's about to go to diarrhea, and he didn't make it to the toilet, and he went all over the uh-huh. wall, and then I remember him. Uh-huh. This is the only clear lucidity moment, and she goes, this must be really hard for you. And I felt so bad, but, yeah, and, um, but I was so pissed that there wasn't anybody there to handle something. And I know, what can you do? Were they going to sit and look in his room all night? But maybe there's a motion detecting camera or something that could Something, I know. You know? They need to reform this long-term care stuff in hospital. It's horrible. We were on... Rotations, So we had all the family members kind of taking shifts so that someone would always be in his room with him to do just that. Help him get unhooked from things, help him go to the bathroom, you know, pull up his blanket or get him more blankets or fewer blankets in a nice manner. Instead of having to call the nurse button and... I uh, can't trust the nurses, so everybody's leaving their... You guys lived in San Diego, you and uncle and aunt and... Most people lived out of town. We have one from Connecticut, one mm-hmm. in San Diego. You're in San Diego. Everybody was coming down trying to fill these right. times to help him out. And people had to go back to work. You know, nine months is a long time. Everyone has to pay their bills and support. I happened to be able right. to come out because I was just finished acting school in New York. And I, you know, right. I was like, of course I would do that instead of taking sure. acting jobs, you know. So. <laughs> Whatever, it's very important to do Russian telephone commercials. That's when I was like, of course I'm going to. Oh, my God. That's what I was doing, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to California. And yeah. But, yeah, it was just insane. So you have to do that to actually give someone good care. And mom had to do it with her mother, who was right. almost died from, or her dad, Grandpa Blank, died, almost was dehydrated. They weren't giving him proper right. water. Right. I know. The whole system needs an overhaul. It's really sad. And it's so loud. And I know everybody's doing the best that they can with the technology they have and the money that they have. But just little things like the speakers in the rooms are so flipping loud and they page people all night long. So these poor patients are trying to sleep. Yeah, get over it. Can't get a full night's sleep. Yeah, because, you know, there's blasting voices all throughout the room and people opening and shutting doors with no care for the patients. They just let the doors slam, yeah. slam shut, all the way down the hallway. It's like put a little towel on the door jam so that when the door shuts, it, it's whisper quiet. How hard is that? Well, just little what things. What I noticed, and it's not... Sorry, Ugh. I didn't mean to cut you off. 
That's okay. There's a lot of abrasiveness there too from the workers. And I'm sure there's a lot of great workers. So if anyone gets offended, there are wonderful people and shitty people in every profession. But in that, you know, pay a little more and get some good people that actually give a fuck. Because I was so mad. I still get really mad. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. I know. The whole thing was just icky. Terrible experience. experience overall. I know. But then the eternal optimist over here, I'm always like, well, brought our family together. We all got to get real close again. That was nice. And weddings and funerals, you know. That is the good part of it. Yeah. And then dad was the last thing he said. We were all around his bed when he was dying because we had to make the decision. Or his power of attorney was our uncle and decided that it was time. And so right. kind of stop the, the, what was it, what machine was keeping Yeah, alive? just giving him um, just all the life support yeah. that he needed. But he was still, he was still in and out of, of consciousness, but um, just kind of up the morphine and downed the nutrients and knew that, you know, his body was really done at that point. So, yeah, we were all holding hands around him and... He woke up like he was really kind of out of it, but then he really had a big lucid moment, woke up and said, we, we all just love each other. We all love each other. And it's almost like he went somewhere and got that message and came back to tell us. I don't know, in my mind at least. Yeah. What do you think? Same thing, yeah. And then he died mm-hmm. very shortly after. But I thought it was the purpose of life is love. See, everybody takes it through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But I think it was, he goes, no, he said, Something about let's all get along, love is all that matters. Because, just to completely shit on that beautiful message, he he had (laughs) married this woman who was, um, who happened to be a Mormon lady who he was married to for a year and a half who decided she wanted all of his money and tried to get her uh, and her tried to get she right, her family and her family and, and trying to sign over because she needed to get a fucking planet he was going to give her a planet and all of what? his money they get a planet oh, when they going die. to the next level to the next level right and they're mormon getting to clear no <laughs> so wrong religion no i know yeah the whole thing was she was the wife she was entitled to the house and all the money and so she brought in her dad and brother to strong arm dad into signing over his um estate even though he had already and his had his plans. money and everything. And yeah. Yeah. So the week after he died, we all of a sudden received these huge, fat lawsuits. You know, we were served. You know, she was suing us for everything. So we didn't even get to grieve properly. We had to and jump she took into his legal ashes, battles. stole them, yeah. and they were in a car in her friend's car on the way to Vegas. We don't even know if that... Yeah. If where he's... Bones, not that that like to me it doesn't matter, but right. But that's just a body to her. But the whole concept of it's so important to have an intact body in the Mormon religion that she stole his body and buried it somewhere. It won't tell us where. And instead, in my theory, speaking about you know my favorite murder, uh, she got some like dog ashes or something and boxed those up, sent them to grandma, to dad's mom. And then she got the box and said, Oh, I don't know what to do with them. This is too sad. And so she sent them to me. So I still have a box of random ashes in my closet here at my house right now. And I don't know if they're dads. I don't know if it's a dog. I don't know what they are, but so weird. I have them. 
Yeah. So speaking, going back to dreams, right after that happened, I had dreams for a good two years that dad was like stuck somewhere. Like, uh-huh. mouse, help me. Oh, no. I'm over here in this closet. Like he really? was like, yeah, like she had locked him up somewhere and he was trapped somewhere and he was trying to get to me. And oh, geez, me. see? Yeah. So that was, that was creepy. That I was that not closure. I didn't tell you no. this. Yeah, so that, I think when you don't have closure, your brain does weird things yeah. with it. And nope. so that's how it manifested was these dreams where he was trapped. But then I started having the good dreams. Then I started, you know, remembering him healthy and his healthy body and all the good times. And then one dream, he, like, I swear to God, it was a visit. And we could get into the supernatural stuff, too, but I really feel like he was there. Like, I'm, I was laying there. It was very, like, lucid dreaming, you know, where yeah. you can kind of control it. You don't really feel fully asleep. And he, like, hugged me. I could feel his warmth. I'd never felt that in a dream before, but I could feel temperature. Wow. It felt warm. And I could smell his cologne. Wow. Like, I could smell his scent. It was, like, super strong and pure and true and... You know, woke up, of course he wasn't there, but, and then he had said something too, something like, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, mouse, I'm fine, and very comforting. And then after that, I kind of didn't dream about him a lot. Kind of weird, like all the dreams sort of fell away, so. Wow. Who knows what that is, but that was. That, that was, was a my visit. Whole thing. I totally believe Yeah, it. I feel like it. Yeah, I do too, which is why I think it would be so fun to. Go see a medium that can really tap into that. And we've been to different psychics just for fun. Uh At least it was fun for me. I don't know if it's, like, different for you. But, um, yeah, I would like to see a real kind of medium and see if any of that comes up. I did with a group of girls from Seal Beach, and we went to one that... Actually, it was Paul Williams' wife, Mary Ann Mariana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Sorry, but I can get into... Paul Williams also from... Muppet Show. From the Muppet Show. No. He was one of the Planet of the Apes. He wrote the song Rainbow Connection. He wrote the song Evergreen yes. for Barbara Streisand. And then We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters. And nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a big song. And he wrote It's Just an Old Fashioned Love Song. He was that cute mm. little guy with the bowl cut. Little. Yeah. So he's great. I and used to mix him up with Cousin Oliver <laughs> from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Cousin Oliver. <laughs> And John Denver. Um, right? John Denver. Wasn't he in Smoking the Bandit? Yeah. He was the little, he was the little son. The guy of Jackie Gleason in Smoking the Bandit. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Dr. Hopper's Frog Legs. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was Orson Welles. What the hell's going on? I can't remember who's there. Okay, someone can figure confused. that one out. We can call, let's call Matt Thompson. He is the biggest. This was the guy yeah. I dated in San Diego that was an old friend. and. He knows all this 1970s, 80s, 90s TV show references. Good. Yes. Let's do that. We'll we'll call him. But anyway, wait. I had two stories. One in the hospital. The funny thing that I was going to tell is that it was sad and tragic, but all of a sudden, like, the people, I think, because there are so many drugs at those hospice, it's a big deal when you have a bowel movement. So Mm -hmm. you're supposed to let them know. And Dad being really out of it, there were little things (laughs) that, Like, he was obsessed with having a notepad so he could write notes so he could try to, 
you know, remember remember things. And he's always been like that in his life, like post yeah. notes everywhere. And yeah, probably he would be diagnosed with ADHD or ADD or whatever. Or that um, football yeah. brain injury Cause he thing. Because he, he was a football player and he had a zillion concussions, yeah. so he could never remember anything. And mom even said she thought that was probably the case with mood swings and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, so he was, you'd have to write your bowel movements down and make sure you recorded it. And the nurses were really, <laughs> but all of a sudden you just, there was this older lady in the next room and. You'd be just like, oh, holding dad's hand and trying to let, and you just hear, bam, bam, <laughs> and just screaming, bam, and <laughs> that was me, actually, that was me. Yeah, Every that morning, might have that's been you after, I, I get very excited in the same way, I drink the cream juice. <laughs> like, Can we all start doing that, just, please? Anytime just you have like... a good one, just scream, bam, and let the world know, because others will relate. I related <laughs> so anyway. Preferably in a nice old lady voice, yeah. just Bam! for fun. And, and then yell out B. Arthur afterwards. Yay! <laughs> just to close that loop. Close it up. Oh, so anyway, that's great. that's that. And then uh, on the Supernatural kick, okay, so the Paul Williams thing was his wife. <laughs> I watched their cat, and we also went to, like, a spiritual church together. Okay. Like sometimes I would go with the wife and but Paul Williams. I have another story about Paul Williams and mom, by the way. And I just wanna Okay. Okay, so the quick one on the medium. We went there, it was a group thing, you know, we it was the wine and cheese and then we sat down and did the medium thing and then they got to me and she said, Someone a big tall figure is coming through for you and I could see it's a man and it's real shadowy and he's jumping up and down, waving, going Saying, like, tell her I'm okay, and tell her I'm here, Aww. and super happy, and just let her know I'm okay, and and oh, then I can't cool. remember anything else, because we drank a bunch of wine before, and that's all I can remember. <laughs> Something about a grandma figure talking about baking cookies, or, like, Aww, and I cute. think Grandma Ruth, our one special moment together was baking <laughs> cookies at her house. We baked tons of cookies, and that was the only, like, alone time Aww. we ever had. That's cute. So, That's good. I can't remember. Did it make you cry? Did you get all emotional or was it pretty straightforward? It was kind of, I mean, honestly, I wish I weren't drinking because I think that. Yeah, or did the wine make you cry? <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I just remember feeling like I can't remember exactly whatever. Oh, it wasn't like yeah. that much, but it, it was probably that in common. It didn't really hit me and I just said, yeah, that's probably him. But I always go yeah. in with a little bit of skepticism. You want them to say something that's so poignant that you go, aha. Yeah. And Sometimes, yeah. Oh, there's you know. this, there's a medium named um, Thomas John, oh. who I've heard on another podcast, Me and My Podcast, mm-hmm. and he is pretty crazy told right me on. I go look that up and I didn't. Yeah, we, we should watch him. Okay. But anyway, and <clears throat> shout out to Thomas John. Thomas John. Anyway. I get into it though. I really do believe that there is a lot more than we think is here, and I really... Yeah. There's so many stories. I got obsessed with near-death experiences, and I watched, you know, over 100 YouTube videos on people's accounts, and yeah. I got really, like, two weeks of in-depth research, uh, and really, d- these people are not hot making it up. YouTube research. Hot YouTube research. <laughs> but I was going to go to the, the conference. There's, like, a INES, oh. I think it's near-death experience survivors. Or really? Something. Yeah, it was... It were, and this one woman, I read two books, actually, two whole full books on it. And it's tons of parallels. 
Mm, Tons of you'll cool. meet some kind of being. A lot of them are translucent. A lot of them they'll download information in a second. There's no time, so everything's like grasped instantly. What? All of them Whoa. say that is being, and even the ones that went to a dark place, it was always to see the darkness to then be pulled into a brighter place, and they they come back understanding that. Like, love is the most important thing. We come from this place that is the source, that we are just in this human experience to then go back to that place to have learned lessons. And it's, like, all about love and it's all about helping others. It's it's the stuff we hear about in all of our religions that people seem to have turned into shooting each other. You idiots. I'm angry again! Angry weens. So no bearded, cloaked God like Jesus figures? I think a couple people will see Jesus if they're already Christians. They kind of see what makes sense to them. But a lot of them that were atheists or just a lot of them saw beings, and some of them were women. One guy is a famous guy. His name is Emmett. Emmett. Whoever knows him. (laughs) God. Get it. He was a neuroscientist <laughs> named Eon Emmons, Emmett Fox. Emmett, no, that's not. Well, you just, you know, you know the guy I'm talking about. He's one of the biggest. Why is this funny to you? Why? Just like, it's usually me. <laughs> Why? It's usually me who can't think of the name, so I like when other people struggle. And Why is that funny? Come out. That's not funny Sorry. at all. It's terrible. Sorry. Super important spiritual talk. Yeah. Go ahead. Emin neuroscientist. Mr. Persimmon. Here we go. Here we go. They all come up to my window. It's happening. Oh, I can see them coming. walking up. Okay, just hold on one second. Should we pause? Here. Uh, okay. You know, we need to end. Should we just sing it out and continue on the next one? Okay, let's continue the story about near death. Okay, to sing it out. Go continued. for it. and weens and mouse and weens and mouse and weens and mouse and weens. Yeah. All right. Visit us, mouseandweens.com. Everybody say hello. Bye-bye. Even though the president dishes shit, we're so hungry, we can't get enough of it. Even though... Your melodies make me cry I smile Cause it's coming out of my eyes I want to help you Feel me out It's been locked up I will show you everything